Listening to Kettle Whistle Radio on the Society 13 Network. KOKW calling. I'm on international frequency. Come in. Knuckle up again. You know, what is this? What does this represent? Uh, because this isn't just about soda. Hello, is over yes it is for some of us but uh the wicked library on society 13's network it, it never ends there you have to tune in go back a couple weeks and check out daniel knopf and that's k-n-a-u-f uh he is executive producer of nbc's dracula and he wrote episode two of dracula and i i'm totally enjoying the series and it's a big deal for us and he's a great guy so i just uh, highly recommend checking that out and uh, the Wicked Library is just blowing it up lately. The Halloween episode last week, 13 authors, 13 stories. You can't get enough. Our own Lydia Peavers on there. Manny the Gate. I, I definitely check it out. Definitely check it out um, if you missed it. And you can always go to Society 13 Network on Facebook to check out all our new episodes and old ones uh, You know, posted earlier. And, of course, we have our own site, society13network.wordpress.com, where you check out all our shows, archived or whatever. And uh, Nelson W. Piles, check him out on Facebook. His uh, book, Demons, Dolls, and Milkshakes, still available, of course, and doing well. And he's on Twitter. Get us all up on Twitter. Hit me at Fairly Dark on Twitter. And uh, that's Fairly Dark. And uh, as far as musicians and movies lately, I don't know what, what the hell's going on there. We got Pearl Jam, Lightning Bolt, Metallica, Into the Never, even Def Leppard, the Hysteria movie. I, I, I see uh, Dream Theater. Dream Theater for all you Long Islanders. Yeah, I can say that because I'm from there. Uh, though they got rid of Mike Portnoy, or he left because he's got better things to do, thank God. Yeah, Dream Theater has a movie. I, I don't know. Do you, you like prog rock? Prog rock. I hate the term prog rock. But all right, let it let it be known. And I do like what is deemed as prog rock. I, they put Tool in that category. Whatever. I'm not, I'm not angry. All right, so they got rid of Portnoy. Anyway, so these these musicians are now making movies because they can't make 
uh, money anywhere else. It doesn't really give us hope for the future, but we can keep dishing out music, right? Uh, and just so you know, in this episode, you're going to hear Jet Noir and Tony Mayo's project, Naked Lunch, uh, Slipping Again, which is another great song by Naked Lunch. Naked Lunch is going to be on Kettle Whistle Radio in the coming weeks. I'm going to have Jet and Tony on very soon. Uh, they'll both be on Kettle Whistle Radio. I'm not sure, a week or two. Uh, I should be talking to them on Saturday this week. And uh, next week, don't miss it, Brian Coddington and Macabre Noir will be on here. And they talked to Lydia Peaver and myself about Brian's um, upcoming documentary on the Atrocity Exhibition. Um, It's going to be playing at the Hollywood. Actually, it's going to have a screening at the Hollywood. And it's titled House of Oddities. And that's going to be on November 23rd. We talk about it next week. It's a great episode. Uh, Again, we have Brian Coddington, the director. Macabre Noir, executive producer and also starring in it. I think Brian has a cameo in it. I'm pretty sure I saw a little bit of it. And I'm totally enthralled. If you were ever into HBO's documentary series, Taxi Cab Confessions, and even uh, Real Sex is what he used as his, um, I don't know, t- template. He really, he does such a professional job editing. It's fantastic. It's good stuff, man. I uh, hope you tune in. And uh, I have a new friend as of this one. Oh, actually, we'll get into that, my new friend in a second here. You can check out the House of Oddities official trailer um, on uh, Vimeo.com. V-I-M-E-O.com backslash B as in Brian Coddington C-O-T-T-I-N-G-T-O-N 85. Check out the trailer. Maybe you'll check out the movie. Appreciate it. As for my new friend I met at 6 a.m. this morning, James Myers of the band uh, Doomsday Clock is the band and you'll be hearing them in upcoming episodes and I'm definitely going to be playing Eternity right now. Here's Doomsday Clock. I was born, I hope you hear me 
Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio. Um, as all of the rock fans out there may know, already know, um, Lou Reed. We lost Lou Reed this week. He was, what, 71? 71. 71. Yep, yep, yep. A legend. Yeah, we don't like to start off solemn, but uh, it's kind of like one of those things. Like, he affected so many people. Kind of yeah. can't. I mean, we're, we're about music on this show. A third of it, anyway. <laughs> Do you remember the first time you ever heard, like, The Velvet Underground? or? You know, I was real little, and I didn't know I was listening to it at the time, but yes, during that whole CBGB thing, I was, like, you know, I don't know, between five and ten old enough to know what was going on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I but I didn't know. I can tell you, of course, um, some of his more famous songs were on the radio in New York. I mean, yeah. you couldn't avoid any of those, of course. Um, I, I did have some favorites, though, but what was your favorite? Um, I like... Um... Because huh. I, I got to tell well, one of the... Light, light, it's like, well, I mean, Sweet Jane goes without saying. Oh, yeah. And, and it's, it's been covered so Jane. many times. Yeah. But there's nothing like hearing him do it. And I've heard, mm-hmm. like, a heavier version live that was pretty, really cool, actually. That would uh, be sweet. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. And he was a unique guitarist, an amazing writer, but honestly, I, I don't think he was the greatest singer. No. Um, a lot of people would say, for me, it was more of a style than singing. He was he was out there. But he look at the people. I mean, your buddy. Let's put it this way, Kim Gordon. Oh yeah, my um, God. They even did some kind of like concert. Um, or oh, no, there was yeah. a movie they made about him in '87. I saw. Oh. Yeah, look that up. Kim Gordon and um, at the time uh, Thurston, of course. They just made a movie. I don't know if he's in it or it was about him or what, but they were so into him. This goes back to '87. I don't know what you could find on. Yeah, that. when you listen to Sonic Youth, you can definitely hear the. Influence from Velvet Underground, Lou Reed. Yeah, I, I was at first. I was surprised that you were a fan. Then I wasn't because I know you better than that. I mean, I just like the one Velvet Underground record. That's kind of my favorite. I'm not really like the stuff he did with Metallica. I'm not gonna be blasting <laughs> that anytime <laughs> no, soon. No, I'm not gonna think about that. <laughs> but but there, there was a thing. You were too young for this. Maybe your brother would. Remember, I don't know. But the, the video on MTV. There was an MTV. They used to have huge world premiere videos. Mm-hmm. And it was a big deal. People actually waited to watch this. I thing. remember that. They yeah. still did that when I was They up. still, yeah. Well, his for uh, No Money Down um, was kind of creepy. It was from his Mistrial album, 1986. Um, it, it was it was like his head, they formed like uh, a latex um, Lou Reed head. Okay, and it looked really bad. It looked like the Terminator when he was dying in the first <laughs> Terminator. You know, and for some reason they made the likeness of Lou Reed's head in this video. And it just was creepy more than good. But I guess I admired the fact that they would do something like that. <laughs> I don't know. That was just kind of bizarre. But I guess he was a bizarre dude, you know? Yeah. But he was a huge influence on Perry Farrell, you know? Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, let's let's face it. Pornos for Pyros, they did Satellite of Love, Pornos you know? Pyros, yeah. Pornos Pornos. Uh, of course. <laughs> Satellite of Love, of course. And then um, if you go back to, like, uh, if you remember Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh, yeah. They yeah. called their ship, their satellite, the Satellite of Love. I mean, it was a part of little bits and pieces sub- in every part of subcultures, uh, at least throughout my college years, even. Yeah. So, I don't know. Anybody in your family a fan of Lou? No, honestly, no. It's too out there for them. Too <laughs> Yeah. Well, my, I mean, my brother didn't even have, like, Velvet Underground in his record collection, you know, when I was growing up. I never encountered what? that. I kind of, my cousin got me into them. I remember the first time I heard the Velvet Underground was when... I was taking a Greyhound all by myself to New York City to film an episode for Paranormal State, and I was, like, really scared just to be on a Greyhound. And, That's intimidating. Like, I didn't know where I was going, and I remember 
right as we were driving in and like right as I saw like Manhattan, mm-hmm. um, I was listening to one of the Velvet Underground records. Perfect timing. I mean, yeah. it was basically uh, So New I think York I always have that just like in my head with New York. As you should. Associated, yeah. Perfect. I think a lot of people would commend you on that. Absolutely. Um, there. Let's see. Like he also hosted MTV's 120 Minutes in 1986. Oh, really? I never saw that. Probably for the premiere of his video. I'm thinking. But uh, I just noticed you were talking about Metallica. Uh, yeah, not a fan of what happened with that. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the Arctic Monkeys just redid Walk on the Wild Side. Oh, uh, really? I'm curious to hear that. I'm not the biggest fan, but I know they're a good yeah. band. I like them to a degree. I'm a huge Nico fan. And did, she rolls. They, yeah, and she did. Didn't she do a couple of songs of his? She yeah, she had. She has a whole CD that was pretty sweet. I see. I didn't know that. Yeah, you, you never heard it. No, I never I heard. It's called Doing Chelsea. Lou Reed, really? Or? Well, no. Um, Nico, just her stuff. I yes. Guess. Oh, okay. No. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Familiar yeah, with that? That's okay. Confused. No, I thought she did like some kind of tribute. Because I no. not. Okay, I, I looked up at like noon today. I looked up uh, Lou Reed. Just just Google it just to see what was going on, and it said 50 minutes ago Pearl Jam did all had already done a tribute. Either concert or recording. Oh yeah, because they're torn for their new album. Right yeah, now. so they have some kind of Lou Reed uh, tribute happening. That's I don't cool. know what. By the time people hear this, it's probably going to be out there already. But yeah, that didn't take long. And the Gorillas uh, featured him in some kind of nature recently, in one of their videos so, or oh, songs. Okay. Yeah, I I didn't hear that. And I have their first two discs. I, I that's I missed that one completely. I know on Dave Navarro's um, solo CD, he covers Venus and Furs. Oh really? Yeah, and his voice is I like his voice. Yeah, you like. You do like uh, that, that Navarro. You like the first one, right? His, Rexel, does he have two? He only had one. Oh, okay, two yeah, solo. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was the, yeah, that was the only one. Okay, I'll have to borrow that. I, I think it's been a it's year and a half since I asked to borrow Mine's that. It's a burned CD, it's, so it's really scratched, and sometimes I, it doesn't play. I had, you know, because I, I figured since I wasn't really um, qualified to do any tribute to Lou Reed, because, I, I mean, again, not a huge fan. I just respect the man. Um, I, Nelson W. Pyle, Society Zone, gave me a little something here to... Oh. To read, yeah, because he, um, well, being a, a, a New York musician himself, well, New Jersey musician who played in New York. Okay. This is what he says here. Uh, Lou Reed spoke to countless people for over four decades with his music, his lyrics, and his attitude. I'm one of those people. He wasn't the best singer in the world, but his voice was distinct and powerful and that much cooler than everyone else's voice because he meant it. Yeah. When <laughs> I like that. When I used to gig in New York with my band, we listened only to Lou Reed. It was better than having a limo ride with an armed guard. No one, no one would fuck with three long-haired guys cranking a busload of faith at three o'clock in the morning, driving a '77 Buick in the East Village. Rest in peace, Sweet Lou. And I didn't know this, but he also co-wrote music from The Elder, um, uh, which uh, let's see, the two with Gene Simmons. He wrote music with Kiss. I didn't know this. Really? I, I was like, what? That's a weird mix. Right, I, and also um, Ace with Ace. He wrote with Ace Freely, Dark Light. I had no idea. But you see, I'm learning stuff too. Which is I don't know a lot of Lou Reed's music. I just know the Velvet Underground. Like, make, I don't know a whole makes lot. Makes you want to dig, though. But I, I think yeah. I'd rather hear people doing his music, which, I mean, that's not the purest thing to say, but be more up to date for me anyway. Yeah. I don't know, but I like Satellite Party done by uh, Pornos for Pyros. I thought that was pretty darn cool. I don't know. What about you? <laughs> but anyway, speaking of which, music. music we should music, talk music, about music, Jane's music, addiction music, now. Music. Yeah, yeah. There's something you. Yeah, speaking of Perry Farrell, nice segue, by the way. I, yeah. c- I just couldn't segue today. It's been a long day. Yeah, um, dude, I'm getting sick. Yeah, yeah. You, well, Ugh. yeah. Well, you'll get better right now when you're talking about your boys. You just saw them. 
I did. Let's I hear just, about this. I just saw Jane's Addiction a couple weeks ago okay. in Cincinnati. Oh, cool. Right. Oh. First time I've ever been did to Did you Jane. say Jane's Addiction? Oh, I did say no. Jane's Addiction. Oh, my gosh. Come on in. That's Miss D, our lovely assistant. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> she was just, uh, Heather was talking about this concert we missed. Yeah, I got a oh. car load of humans, and we did the five-hour drive to Cincinnati. <laughs> and um, they played at a casino. And it was attached oh. to the venue was attached was like a little outdoor venue attached to the casino. Little did I know that when I went to eat at uh, Margaritaville, I'd be sitting by the window watching Jane's Addiction sound check. Nice. nice. Yeah, as I was sitting there the whole time, I like couldn't focus because Dave Navarro is like right there, right on our side of the window. I'm just of sitting there and like they're trying to take my order. And I'm just like, come on, I'm just gonna watch Dave. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was awesome. They didn't play very long though, which I think a lot of people were disappointed about. They played like an hour and twenty hour and ten minutes. It seemed like they only played for like an hour, but he's just not um, as happy as when he comes to Pittsburgh. Yeah, That's they love right. Pittsburgh, but um, it was a good show. They played. Then she did, which they don't play that a lot. No, um, no, I've seen them once. They did. Like Jane says like the acoustic one, how they always do. Oh, one cool thing they did do that they didn't do the shows we've seen them at is they did. Um, they did chip away. When they did that, they hung two women from the ceiling from hooks in their backs. Ew. And they, they had a guy swinging them. Whoa. So as they were all up there, you know, banging on the drums, these people were like, and they were swinging. Actually, in their back yeah. or a harness. You could see blood hanging. Like, oh no! What do they? I don't, what, the, what do they call that? I don't There's know. a word for that. They were in the. Dave uh, actually does it. The Rose. What's that? Jim Rose. Uh, like they, they, he side does show that back the in the day. Show. I don't yeah. know what that's called when they do the. I hooks. know what you mean. Um, yeah. But yeah, they were swinging. It was oh. really awesome. Well, if anybody else out there knows what that's called, you can email us at kettlewhistleradio at gmail.com because I'd like to know. I, I know the world. <laughs> and if you do it, uh, I want more information and you can call in sometime. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. But um, Dave Navarro has a new haircut. What? It looks really good. He has like kind of half of his head shaved and it's looking good. Looking good? Yeah. I, I heard Perry was looking good. He had really. I wanted to take a picture of his legs so bad because he had like legs. really. Crazy, <laughs> Why always legs? With well, because people? he has these like really cool like <laughs> shoes on, and then his pants are always short, and he had these like, just like ridiculous socks on. Nice. Like, and I just I think his legs are funny. They're, like legs. His shoes. <laughs> his funny legs. Because his legs are always he's always wobbling. I heard around. there was like eye contact at the show. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you got a giggle, giggle. Oh my. You can't well. see it, but Heather's blushing. I uh, I, I was. Standing in right up front the whole time, like, as close as I could possibly get. And, um, you know, when you're up there, Perry makes eye contact with you, smiles at yes. you, so does Dave. Um, Dave doesn't smile at you so much. He always has a serious look on his face. He just, like, stares you down. He's in the zone. Yeah, so, we made eye contact a couple times, and they were playing stop. Dave came to the middle of the stage. Okay, He's shocked. What he did. Heather's standing up right now. She's getting aggressive. Played the whole entire, you know, the riff, the da, 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 the whole entire riff. While he leaned down to me and just looked right at me, She's like now he would not break eyes. We would, we did not break eyes. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was intense. Like I, I felt like he was like you're feeling it again. Invaded, right now. <laughs> he was like piercing my soul. Like I'll never, I can never forget the way that he looked into my eyes. That's real cheesy, but I can never, I'll never forget that he pierced your soul. He pierced my soul. This is the third time I heard the story, and you're getting more excited this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. She blushes each and every time. I would too. No, I wouldn't I, I blush. Wouldn't, what so. would I do? I just, and it, it made people feel uncomfortable around me. Yeah. <laughs> it made people feel uncomfortable. They were like, hey, he's looking at that girl. I would cry. 
cassette. Do you think he's realized that, that you've now been in, in the front row like six times now? I don't just know. In front of him. That was like my eighth, seventh or eighth time seeing them. He's like, that was the girl I me up at Soundcheck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Well, I had my Joy Division shirt on, so I'm sure that helped to get a, to get a stare. Maybe. There you but, go. Um, yeah, I mean, if Dave only knew. <laughs> he only knew. So uh, what, He the, should know. How many encores do they do? None. None. No they None. Yeah. Maybe People they were tired. They're saving it for yeah. Pittsburgh. Okay. Well, you have a little something, something. James Addiction News, perhaps. I need like world around the news. The news around the world. I think that is. Same difference. Okay. All right. Anyways, today. She doesn't know what she's talking about. At eleven thirty a.m. Pacific time. Heather just got excited again. How the heck does she know what you're James? about to say? We didn't talk about this before. I know, but I know. Okay. Jane's Addiction received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Woo! Seriously. I knew about that because I read an article, and, and Eric Avery actually posted on his Twitter, like, I'm aware of the show, not my thing. Like, he was invited to go, but it was just but like, not But he just, not, not his thing. Okay. It's just like, mm. it's not everybody's Jeez. thing. No, I didn't we know We get about it, this. Eric. I did not know about <laughs> this. But do you think Chris Jane was there? I you wonder if he was well, there? Well, I think he was. Is I was on well? Twitter. I believe he... Yes, he was there. Because I have a, I I have a picture that I took from Twitter because I'm obsessed. Next time you guys go to Hollywood, you're going to see That's it. right. Oh, my gosh. I want to know who it's between. Like, wouldn't it be funny if it's, like, <laughs> Milton Berle <laughs> and, like, I don't know, C-3PO and R2-D2. <laughs> I don't know. It That's could be. That's very possible. And you wonder, too, like, you know how they used to play it, like, The Scream, whatever that is now. Do you, you think it's near where they used to play? Or, like, do you think it's near, like, a landmark, like a Jane's landmark? I, I wonder don't know. If yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. That's right too. I was reading this this article, and it was in where was this? Where did I get this from? Vanity Fair did a little article, web article on it, mm-hmm. and they talked with Dave Navarro. And I thought you might find this interesting. Yeah, because the uh, the Hollywood Boulevard. When he was a little kid, he was about seven. Mm-hmm. He would every Saturday go there with his dad, and they would go to souvenir shops. I think this is so sweet. And he would collect Lucille Ball and Vampira artifacts. I don't know what an artifact is. I'm thinking like little mugs, (laughs) keychains. Like, what are you going to give to a seven-year-old? Bad socks. (laughs) But that's per Vanity Fair magazine. Or no, Variety Magazine. I'm sorry. Variety Magazine. I couldn't read my own writing. Variety. But... Good stuff. So now you're going to have to start collecting Lucille Ball items. (laughs) Yeah. They'll probably have a new purse this year with Lucy LeBlanc. And, and Dave so, Navarro. Yeah. <laughs> staring her down. <laughs> what were the effects like of the show? Is it just kind of... And nothing's changed on the stage? Um, when we saw them on the Great Escape Artist Tour... Yeah. They didn't do the characters. Like the baby, the guy throwing the babies. They did. I don't think they did that. Oh, maybe like, not throwing the babies. But they, there was... They didn't do that. Um... Nothing really. I mean, Edie and that other dancer came out during three days and right. just danced. That was pretty much it. It was low key. The, the stage seemed the stage seemed really small to me. Mm, transitional mm. then. Yeah, they must be doing something. Well, that's cool. But um, oh, now they're sharing pictures. So Chris Cheney was there. It's the it's the Hollywood Walk of Fame picture. That's so, but awesome. look who's behind him. Oh yeah, the drummer for um, it's Taylor Hawkins is standing behind there, and I'm like, why? Just maybe because they're. They hang out or something. Maybe that's one. That maybe one of those guys is his dad. I don't know. Uh, I don't yeah. know. You can you can make it bigger. Oh, this guy well, looks like I don't know. There's some guy that looked like 
to me, I'm like, what's Tom Petty doing there? But it's not Tom Petty. <laughs> oh, it's just, I just didn't know. Look how happy Perry looks. Oh my gosh. So he awesome. should be happy. Do you think they make an appearance in that CBGB's movie? Th- I know Taylor Hawkins is in it. Oh, uh, probably but, not. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> looks like John Carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently at the Hollywood Walk of Fame ceremony, John Carpenter, who wrote Halloween, and um, yeah. Tom Petty were there. It's very possible. Just lending a... Lending a uh, Free fog. Now, you also saw, well, you saw uh, yeah. grunge, grunge era stuff. I saw the Meat Puppets live. Yeah, we wanted to go Which to is them. a band that I've always and wanted to see. you saw them in a very intimate setting. Oh my goodness. That's I saw them on place. the south side in a very small place. Like, it was just this tiny little yeah, room. Yeah, we've been like, there. Like, I've never, this is the first time I was there. Yeah, where John Towers had his um, his uh, book release party. Oh, wow. Um, you were, like, right not there. Not Jack's. Next it's to Jack's. Club, Club Cafe. Club Cafe. Cafe. Yeah. That's yeah. a neat little place. Neat place. It was yeah. a great show. They really, like... They would bust out into, like, 20-minute long, like, guitar jammeries, which, is, you know, they do that on the CDs, too, but, um, yeah, yeah it was awesome. So the the highlight of that show for me was, um, Oh Me, and they played Oh Me, That's... but there was some hardcore, like, um, Meat Puppets fans there, right in front of me. Uh, played, I like, don't doubt it. They had their own them. following during the whole grunge period. They, really yeah, they were low-key awesome compared to everybody else, but, I mean, Nirvana got them up front and personal yeah. when they brought the two twins out to jam, but, uh, was it the original band members? Yeah, the, well, the the two brothers, the Kirkwood brothers, and then the drummer is an original. He's been playing okay. with them for a long time, but the original drummer isn't okay. with them anymore. But um, yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, you saw played. a vintage show there. I, can't, I didn't even know they were touring. Yeah, I found it a long time ago. I was like, oh my god, that's like one band. Them and the Violent Femmes are still bands. That, like the Violent Femmes are still a band that I've like been dying to see. But I can cross off the Meat Puppets. That's good. <laughs> They're yeah. really good musicians. But Violent Femmes, that's interesting. Along the same lines is the comedic version, um, which we're, we have tickets right here we're going to go see on oh, Friday. Hey. I can't uh, Yeah, actually, by the time people hear this, we would already, already have seen the Dead Milkmen. Uh, the Dead Milkmen are back again. It's been 20 mm-hmm. years since I've seen them. And there's a lot of, you know, some people, it's cringeworthy for some people that may it's not gonna be looking be forward to it. I'm bringing I, my face coloring book. I, I gotta tell you, when I, I was a metalhead in the 80s, my friends dragged me to see the Dead Milkman. I, I was the Overkill Slayer and Testament, all these crazy Megadeth, you know, Anthrax. But, and then, like, they dragged me and it was a good punk rock show and then they came on and they kicked ass. They were great. Yeah. They were tight, they were funny, but they were really good. I mean, re- they got you into it no matter what. What's really crazy is the first time I saw the Dead Milkman were in 2009. <laughs> and it was October third. It was on Halloween, so I'm yeah. seeing them like a day after. Oh, that's Isn't that weird. funny? Yeah, that is weird. yeah. I for, saw them. For me, it's like... 1987. <laughs> I thought about dressing as like a milkman. You should do when that. I first saw them, I dressed as a milkman. I, I see, do that. Yes, and it's kind of cool. I might yeah. do that. Please you do get that. like an empty container of chocolate milk, just rinse it out. A milk yeah. carton and let everybody sign it. Just be a giant. We just milk don't. Carton. We yeah. just don't want, want stinking rotten milk cartons next to us. So rinse it out, Heather. I'm curious what kind of T-shirts they'll have there. Um, if they're going to have any of their merch, that's the only way they make money now. But I'm so, I don't, they God only really knows so what they're awesome. going to play. Oh. They have such a library. I, I like, a lot of people don't realize they just think punk rock girl, but no, you're going to so love much it. More. You're, is, do you already I know mean, the sound? You already know the, the, no, I mean, but when I saw them, they I played know. like everything I wanted them to play. Big lizard in my backyard. I've, I've, I've never had the pleasure of seeing them. No, so. You're going to. You're going Talk to, Miss Talk to me Gale. about Elvis. Talk about <laughs> ice cubes. That's one of my favorite oh. songs, though. It's lice living. Your he eyelashes. used to torture me with that. <laughs> yes, yeah, smoking banana peels. Living with ice cubes is easy. Yes. I love that. I love that. I love that. Well, that's uh, all right. So we're going to see the Dead Milkman. They'll hear about that at some point and make fun of us or whatever the hell. I know it's going to be a good show. I'm looking oh, forward to good. it. And that's at Alter awesome. Bar here in Pittsburgh. So that should be a good one. 
Um, I do have a weird music anecdote. Um, a band that I don't like that is getting a lot of notoriety. Um, Who's Alt, that? Alt J. Have you heard Alt J? <laughs> no. She's laughing. Alt um, J. Yeah, they were just featured on uh, Sons of Sons Anarchy of this Anarchy. past week, and oh. I don't think they're deserving. The music kind of didn't work with the scene. Um, it's kind of like what happens if Elmer Fudd was fronting Radiohead. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. I you like can't, I you can't. You can't. I do not. It's horrible. It, it's just I, I don't understand. The best, but this is what makes it funny. And who knows? You'll end up liking it because it's funny. Um, he does sound like Elmer Fudd. The band members were quoted, they just kind of let him go, and they jam with him, and they say somehow it works, <laughs> and they enjoy listening somehow to him, but they, they, they said they don't get it either. <laughs> That's why I'm intrigued by the band. The band doesn't even get it either. They wow. don't understand their own front man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so that's Alt-J, A-L-T-J. Just a like, weird band I wonder what it does if you hit Alt-J. Yeah, hit Alt-J. Oh, that's the trick. Oh. That's the trick. I'm not going to do that right now, though. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's uh, that's what I got on that. Um, any other uh, interesting um, little I was tidbits? just checking to see if they were like, if you were going on another band um, tangent like you did with, well, who was it? Who was that Canadian band? Uh, which one? There's a bunch of Canadian bands <laughs> featured like, on this show. <laughs> was it Creed or? Oh God, no! I don't speak that. That th- that word will never be. They're spoken from again. England. I was just saying if uh, it was like like I don't know if you no, had some weird anti crap Alt J Canadian. I don't radar. have any other music news. That I can yeah, that's of. really uh, that's that's what I had this time around. Until we go and uh, we have tickets for Slayer. Unfortunately, you can't make that. Yeah, Thanksgiving I'm going to pass on that. Yeah. I, I want to see them, but... Yeah, Thanksgiving Maybe Eve last there. minute I might go. I don't know. I'm you just going to see Nothing my says, like, like, togetherness and family time like Slayer. You know what's really dinner. funny? This is true. I went to my friend's wedding this weekend, and, you know, I'm sitting in church, and I, I'm wearing this crazy, like, fur coat. Of and course. I think it's really funny. And looking down, like, I always put pins and stuff on my jackets and just kind of, like, they're just always there. I don't even realize what they are. But I had a Slayer... <laughs> pin like a pentagram <laughs> right in church you know oh, all no. these old people yeah just like hanging out I'm like oh great uses a ca- you know what symbol as well yeah as long as you didn't start singing rain and blood yeah. you're fine you're fine <laughs> oh man but yeah all right, well we talk about Lou Reed I'm sure you Miss D you have plenty of Lou Reed anecdotes you'd like to throw in there Oh yeah, she's not a fan yeah. at all. What light? Mm-hmm. But you did like Sweet Jane. You like you like that song? Yeah, you did like almost every <laughs> every rendition except Lou Reed's. Yeah, yeah. I just um, yeah. respect him for what he did. I guess not my cup of tea. <laughs> but the Metallica thing, you know, you were. Oh fan. Lord, <laughs> stop! Make it stop. All right, well that's what we got this time, folks. Um, again, kittlewhistleradio at gmail dot com. We'd like to hear back from you. We'd like to hear if you have bands, send me music. We have lots of music coming up. Um, I just haven't played it yet. <laughs> but yeah, I got some stuff from uh, lots of bands that uh, just like every now and then I throw it in the mix. And you guys, of course, do your homework too. And uh, if you have anything you want to say to Heather or me or Ms. D, go ahead and send it in. Radio at gmail.com. Twitter, I'm at Fairly Dark. And I am Classic Tad. There you go. And I'm Ms. D5. There you go. Woo-hoo. So you can hit us up there anytime. And, uh, of course, hit out our other shows that we have, if I can speak correctly. Mouthing Off with Chris Westrick and TBA with Mr. Pink. And, of course, Society 13's own Nelson W. Piles, my partner. Um, you have to hit the Wicked Library if you love your horror like I do. I highly recommend it. And, um, just, and so you know, to uh, Daniel Nuff, who was the executive producer and writer of 
the Dracula series on NBC that just started with John Reese Myers, right? That's his name? Jonathan Reese Myers. Jonathan Reese Myers. Yeah. He wrote that. And we just had one of his stories featured on the Wicked Library huh. last week. Yeah, it was a big deal. So, yeah, moving on up. All right, well, that's Kettle Whistle Radio this week. Thanks for listening. And uh, you guys want to say goodnight? Keep it real, everybody. Just keep it real. I got to go work on Heather's milkman costume. Good night. <laughs>
Some Lucello, okay? Okay, let's settle that. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electricast production. Electricast. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and live in a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An Electric Cast production. See you there. Electric Cast.